Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Welcome to sunny Sacramento. We're like together, but yeah, across the house from one another. Part, yes. We're, so we, we're working on some audio stuff. Yeah, so. you may have noticed some of our in-person um, recordings aren't the sharpest. <laughs> we have amazing editors who do their best to help us with our non-audiophiliacness. Oh, yeah. I'm not a technical whiz over here, and I'm sure they don't love that, but like we're trying, y'all. So we so, figured we're not going to record in the same room. Was so, that a pandemic slogan? Together but apart? I feel like that was I think a it was quarantine apart, but slogan. together. Sure. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. In the so, same house. Let's do some quick housekeeping. Yes. Big things. You guys have all seen that we've been planning our retreats. We're getting together, planning for growth of the show. We love having everyone's support on Patreon. Every single Patreon subscription helps us make a difference in the content that we create. It helps us pay for our hosting, our editors, creating the content, getting it online. Like all of that costs money. So it our really does make a difference. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just knowing we have this is a viable business that has legs and is worthwhile is unbelievably helpful. So absolutely, thank you. If any downloads or anything you can support us financially, of course, we love that so much. But there are a lot of free ways that are also really supportive. So you can most importantly, I think, would be subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Yes. That tells iTunes that we are worth showing to other people who have similar interests. Yep. So if you're listening to other design podcasts, it will show us with those podcasts and make sure that other designers can find us. And that's very helpful to help us grow our audience and get in front of other interior designers. Not to mention, we come into your little feed on your podcast platform so you don't miss any episodes. Right. and giving us reviews and ratings on those podcast platforms are immensely helpful. Absolutely. I did one the other day for Designers Oasis podcast with Kate Bendelwald. She like made a call in the episode and I was like, you know what? I've been meaning to do it. I was at a parking lot a couple minutes ahead of an appointment. I like hit pause, scrolled to it in Apple Podcasts, rated it, wrote a little couple sentence review. It l- was like seconds. I probably could have done it at a red light, honestly. Like if I don't was Don't do that. Like, but don't do could. that guys, but, but you yeah. could. But you could and it was that easy and I know that makes a difference because the rating matters in the podcast gods deciding whether or not you are relevant enough to be suggested to other people, but the reviews also help other people find the show. And know what it's about. So every bit matters, even if it is down to following us on Instagram, commenting, you know, that stuff really does yes. make a difference. And one more thing, if you've ever downloaded any resources from our shop, we do have a spot you can add a rating to 
or a review in there. So if any of our resources have been helpful, giving a little hottie shout out would be amazing. Absolutely. Because those will help other designers who are reading figure out like, okay, what do other people think about this? And as we're very skeptical as buyers, Rebecca and I too. So we like, I love, a, I love a buyer review. Oh, going into Amazon and reading those reviews of products. Is... Oh, get my popcorn. I'm ready to read. <laughs> like, I want to know what people said. And so that is helpful because other designers are probably just like you wondering who ha- who bought this? What did they think about it? What? How long did it take them to set up? What's their thoughts? Because I get it. You don't want to just take our word for it. And I don't blame you for being skeptical. We do the same thing with interior finishes, furnishings, lighting, except like we want to know about the vendors in the same way designers were going to be skeptical of things like that too. And I would love like to see more reviews because we know how many people have bought them. And we know that the same amount of people who have bought them have not reviewed them. So, you know, it'd be nice to just see those re- numbers match just up. Just a friendly reminder. So yeah. thank you, hotties. Thank you, hotties. We love you. Yeah. So Today, we're we're talking about not talking about Instagram. We're not going to talk about Instagram. No, this isn't an Instagram episode. I feel like Instagram's like taking over a lot of our lives in ways that are new, probably especially for you designers who have been in the business for many years. Like this was some a major thing that kind of felt felt like probably a cost of doing business at a big cost. Like sacrificing all of your time and energy to a platform that you hope would create more business for you. And I mean, I personally do, there are lots of parts of Instagram that I do enjoy. So I am personally dedicating a lot of my time to it right now to get back into it. But we talked to a lot of people and we've both gone through times where it's just a slog and not effective. It feels ineffective. It feels just like you're not being authentic. You spend a lot of time creating one piece of content and then only four people see it. And then you're frustrated and you're like, I, why would I keep doing it? Like, what's my reward factor if I'm, you don't get that dopamine boost from it, you know? And maybe you aren't Steven Spielberg. Like maybe you don't want to have a full director's cut of a day in your life. Like that is a whole different skill set that not everybody has or enjoys or wants to learn. Yeah. So the whole like seed of this idea that we were having when we were having discussions was what if if this is not the platform, if Instagram isn't the platform, where else are we looking to, going to, and using to be able to acquire new clients and new projects? And like, what does that look like? What, where are other people doing this? And what would we want to be doing to kind of move the change? And it's kind of like, oh, duh, like, go old school. Like, what did we do 10 years ago? How did you get, how did you drum up business? Okay, I wouldn't suggest putting an ad in your local newspaper necessarily. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know, maybe there's like really neighborhood newspapers. Maybe that would be worthwhile. But that aside, what is like the old school way of hitting the streets, letting people know about you? Yeah, because it's been like 
just cyclically, like if anyone's feeling it, like just know I've been talking about it with other designers locally to me in Southern California. I know Rebecca talks about it with members of her, the design club, happy hour design collective. Like it's out there January, February, sometimes heading into March. It's not always busy. That's just like a, we expect that as designers. And if it's been a while since you've heard it, just don't feel bad. Like People got to get their tax situation together. People are dealing with Christmas burnout and having spent money at the holidays. So it's pretty normal to like have this kind of slowdown at the beginning of the year. And our thought was, let's not put all of our energy, if it's slower on new inquiries, into Instagram. And where else can we put our energy? And it's also a reminder that I do get a little bit fatalistic sometimes, like the economy, uh, no one's going to do design anymore. But no, people are still doing projects. There are still people that need work done for a variety of reasons. The economy doesn't affect them per se, or they were, they're ready. They don't want to wait anymore. So they've waited long enough. Like this isn't going to stop them. Need to get in front of those people that are ready. Yeah. Not the people you need to convince 50 times. Yeah, this is just about different tactics, not putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. And we have a lot of resources. We have a, we have live in a life of abundance. Like there's a lot of things to turn to. So and we're whole people. Like we walk through our worlds in our cities and we're like, you know, it's a Sesame Street episode. Like there are people in your neighborhood. Who are you seeing in your daily life and what are you doing to plant seeds? Yeah, there was like a like young professionals network that I was part of when I was still in my banking career and it was like local to Long Beach area and one of the things they always said is like you just have to always be talking with people about what you do. Like yeah. you you just have to keep doing it. You have to keep talking about it. Otherwise, what's the point? Like people need to know and when you talk about it, people will ask more questions and want to know more and want to hear more, but if you don't talk about it, they don't know. And find the way to do that that feels most authentic to you mm-hmm. and you're comfortable with. And again, like the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be. It's just the mm-hmm. spiel you may give and sometimes you're going to catch a bite. So um, it doesn't have to be gross and embarrassing, <laughs> like salesy. Yeah, like come and buy my wares, tuppence a bag. Like, yeah, like you open your trench coat and you have all your paint samples. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere way different with the (laughs) open the trench coat, girl. No, okay. I'm glad you kept going. There's lots of ways Um, to make money. (laughs) I've got watches. Like, (laughs) I've got swatches. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want someone to like a. Sleazy designer, but instead of like stolen watches, like off the back of the truck in their trench coat, they've just got Benjamin Moore and Sherwin Williams swatches. Like, yeah, some Schumacher swatches hanging in there. Some wood chips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What a pervy designer. They're walking around with all their swatches hanging out. Um, Okay. Okay. Kind of a funny visual. Okay. That's where we had to go. Yeah. But that's kind of like keep that trench coat in mind. Yeah. But make it cute. Make it make it cute. Make it classy. 
So like, yeah, what are ways, like what are conversations we have every day and who are they with and how can we plant seeds into potential sales? Well, so lately I've been connecting with contractors uh, that I worked with in previous projects and talking with them. And because they're like, they're our vendors. Like if I'm telling them, hey, I'd love to be taking on a couple of smaller scale projects or, you know, I'm looking for a couple larger projects. A lot of our contractors that are out there, they're not all working with designers. So they get inquiries from people. They get cold leads from people too who don't have a design plan. Like I want that contractor to think of me, you know, when they have a product, just like they want me to think of them when I'm going to go start getting bids. I think it works both ways. Like, Sure, we're the gatekeeper for our clients, but like they're a gatekeeper for people they're working with too. And if you have a good relationship with those contractors, like we're, they need us, like we're helping them with their client work. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot actually, especially for happy hour. We have a service where it's kind of like a design in a box. Yes. And we actually started this last week making boxes. So like a sample box of samples and the paperwork that goes in it. So we took like one past project and built out a bunch of boxes and we're starting to deliver them to contractors that we know are designer friendly and Mm -hmm. are busy. Um, So yeah, I think doing that kind of thing and having constant conversations. Like I have vendors like Jared from um, Tile Liquidators in town. Shout out, Jared. What's up? He, um, we're constantly helping each other. Like he's like an amazing referral source and networker. And anytime we meet to talk about like he's helping me with the project, we're always yeah. just finding out like, what are you trying to do? Like what's... Do you need anything specifically for your business? Like just to stay top of mind, but also like know what referrals everyone's looking for. Like don't bring yeah. me something too small or too big, like whatever. Yeah, like I have a whatever whole Whatever your schedule. volume is. If yeah. you're like, that's, I feel like that's part of it. Like I was, I have an architect who is working on a project that I'm doing. And he's like, what's the beginning of your year like? And I'm like, you know, I'd like it to be, a, I'd like to have a few more projects signing on right now. So I like feel like I'm building momentum for the year and they don't all need to be big, even though he works on some bigger stuff. Like he could be talking to anybody. Like he's talking with other contractors, other designers, other clients, like people who came to him directly and don't have a designer. So and it's I just like want the timing him to know. sometimes. Yeah. Cause like he could talk to somebody tomorrow and it's like, oh, I just talked to Sean yesterday. Top of mind. Like I don't have to yes. go through a Rolodex. Like this is the first person I thought of. So yeah, I think it's staying top of mind, even running into like past clients or friends in the neighborhood, like whatever. Like, I don't know. I think there's this like, hey, how's it going? How's business? Oh, it's fine. It's good. Like, you get your little pat answer, but maybe. You oh just no, don't, I want to tell them. Don't like, say it's I'd fine. Like, yeah. No, I would be like. Don't say it's I would bad, feel, but I'd feel really good if I had a couple more projects starting around this time of year, and I'm looking to take on exactly. single room decating projects or whatever it is. If it Use is some just words like design that might, only, like, like that might spark an idea. Yeah, like 
trying to, you know, we just opened our showroom where we're selling more upholstered furniture, like sofas and chairs. So even just like one off pieces there, like we're meeting with I think people are now. looking for permission. So instead of being vague or cryptic or just polite, it's not impolite to say, yeah, we're, it'd be great to bring on a couple smaller scale projects. You know, we have some space right now. I don't want to let my pride get in the way of what my business needs. And I do feel like some of our ego feels like a hit to say we're looking for business. But the bigger hit is if I stay slow Not too long, <laughs> I don't have anything. So well, and the there's a trade-off. There's also the relying on what everyone's perception of your business is. Like they don't, people follow me on Instagram, but they, sorry, I mentioned Instagram, but they don't actually know every detail about my life, you know, they're scrolling. Sure. So they may think their per, their perception may be that I am very busy and they wouldn't deign to bother me with. Right. Rebecca's so something. busy. She won't have time for some more consults or she's so busy. Exactly. She wouldn't want to help me figure out stuff for my bathroom or exactly. whatever. Like maybe I would like if we could. And maybe you're thinking I was busy because it was last year and I'm actually not right now because yeah. you're not paying that close of attention. So yeah, I think, and I think it goes true even if you're even if you are busy right now, you don't want the pipeline to run dry. Like so I'm always looking. Yeah, it's it's telling people that stuff, and I think that for me, I think it's also important to tailor it to where you're involved the most, like where you're more likely to see people. So like you told me the other day, you ran into another designer when you were at gymnastics with Cecily and like mm -hmm. just as easily that instead of it being another designer it could have been another parent or someone who was sitting there when even when you're not feeling you're like freshest coolest you're just like well you didn't go there to network necessarily but you're that's what I mean like you're walking through this world like you don't know who's around you who you're gonna run into exactly be ready yeah and there's it's been a while there's I recently joined the Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce in in Long Beach because I'm like, I just need to get out of my little bucket, my little shell, my little cocoon that I'm in all the time because I do sort of like, I like a life of pattern, y'all. I don't know if, I don't know if that comes across, but I love my kind Indeed. of rigid, habitual, like schedule, timelines, what I do, what I don't. I don't mind my like lean cuisine lunches, like eat at my desk type of strategy, but that's not that's not viable if I'm going to grow and continue to be in front of people. Local historical societies or neighborhood associations are great. I'm I'm not a big PTA-er because I don't have children and that would be creepy, but I don't, like, I know there are a lot of groups to be involved with. And depending that, on your kid's school and the people that live in the neighborhood, like, you know, I haven't yeah. gotten too involved, like, my business per se with my daughter's school it just doesn't strike me as being that lucrative. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a great school, but there's just, you know, a lot of whatever. I don't know. I don't it might not know. be your just, ideal projects or, honestly, or clients, but someone but, might be. But And then that, again, could be my, me perceiving things that aren't true. But mm -hmm. also like a couple steps back, you and I were talking last night about we have developed a lot of patterns through the pandemic. That mm. I like yesterday, I went and stopped into a coffee shop and 
I'm like, oh, I used to do this all the time. Why don't I do this anymore? This is so fun. Oh, it's because I have an office now. Then I was like, no, no bitch. Like, we were stuck. Like, <laughs> we weren't allowed to. So, we like, retrained. We went yeah. through purposeful retraining on the way we do things and full, and when we do them. And Full Stockholm Syndrome. Like, we fully yeah. were reprogrammed. And it's taking, like, a little bit of, like, unmuscle memory. Like, I forgot about coffee shops and laptops. Or I forgot about... Um, lunches with friends or family members or industry related like there's a realtor I've been meaning to have lunch with who is like really friendly with me on Instagram he's local like literally down the street from my office and he's always like so supportive and engaging and I'm like why have I never just said can let's just go get lunch or like do you want to come by my office and then like I'll and then we'll grab something to eat like it's so easy and these are like I don't, they're not a big lift. Like I'm going to have to eat lunch anyway. I'm going to like, what's the big and deal? So like I, I used to have coffee dates meetings with kind of people I don't know, at least I mean, several times a month, like people that I would meet through Instagram or just like different community events that I would go to. And yeah. um, our assistant at happy hour Ainsley, shout out Ainsley. She always says, like, anytime, like, we get a lead or something, someone comes in and I always know them or I know, like, there's, like, three steps of um, It's a Kevin Bacon situation? Yeah. She's like, you know everybody in this town, which I don't feel that, but also I know of a lot of people. And you'd be surprised how many of those people want could need our services or our guidance. And everyone just wants to feel like they're connected and helping each other out. I mean, Sacramento is a very supportive community, I feel like, because we have that underdog spirit, which I know like Long Beach, you say that too. Yeah. And people want to like... It's the stepchild of Los Angeles. Yeah, so. and we're like kind of the Bay Area, not even stepchild. We're <laughs> not allowed cousin. in the house. <laughs> Creepy yeah, like cousin a, of the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we try to, yeah, keep it local a lot. So anyway, don't sleep on that. Don't feel like you're not wanting to toot your horn. Like that's that's not how things are done. Girl, toodaloo. Like, yes, toot-a-loo. let them hear it. Yeah. Let it out. <laughs> like if you're not like a... Middle-aged white golfer on the golf course, like that's where they're doing business and networking. So just think of like your local Starbucks as that. Yeah, and there's ways. Like I've thought you were mentioning the other day of like, are you going to do something where people get like a giveaway of a consultation, or is mm-hmm. it something that they can do? Like I think there's ways to offer like not giving away tons of merchandise for free or at a big discount. Like there's just let people see you was really my takeaway of what you were saying of like, that's a relatively light lift to give away an hour of your time to raise some awareness for people to find out who you are, to meet you and talk with you or share the opportunity with friends. And I think things like that are always kind of like a good energy to put in the universe. So don't, you kind of have to do this with a I'm not expecting an immediate result, which is why we should be doing it all the time, is that eventually the universe pays us back in abundance, but we have to give 
into because some it. of those things are yeah they're just long leads like if somebody okay sorry this is kind of instagram if you do an instagram mm-hmm. giveaway and you get to do a let's say a zoom consultation you get in a lot of new followers they're not all going to convert if they don't win and buy a console the next day but they're going right. to start watching you i have so many people reach out to me that have been following me quietly for years and that's just like the long game Mm-hmm. And the version of it that's not Instagram is like Claire and I do a lot of auction donations for schools a lot of the time yeah. or local nonprofits are they're always looking for auction items. So if you have something that's a package, like whether it's just a consultation or like we have these little design to go things, whatever you feel like is going to be the most enticing I've gotten my best and worst client through one of those. (laughs) (laughs) It's a crap shoot. You wouldn't have had any of it, though. You wouldn't have had any of that if there wasn't some level of putting stuff out there. Like, Yeah, and I'm sure there's awareness from it. Like, people are like, oh, I never had heard of them. Follow. So who knows when those little flowers will sprout. To to go to that idea, it's also that when those people are following you or they have found you or discovered you or whatever, the next part is if you all haven't looked at your access pathways and how and really analyzed whether or not you are easy to get a hold of or easy to message or easy to do something, this is the time to look at that. I Rebecca and I frequently come across other designers and we're like, oh my God, like there's no phone number. There's no email. There's no links. There's no calendar. There's, there's literally no like name. There's no name. I don't know who you are. Your about page doesn't even show me. Like, who am I reaching out to when it's some ABC Design Inc.? And then I don't even know, like, when I message you, I can't say, hey, Susie. Like, people yeah. want to know something, but they also need to know. If you do these services, how do I work with you? Like, is the best way to send you a DM? Is it sending you an email? Is it calling? Is it coming to your office? Like, you need to give people at least one clear pathway. I would say multiple because you know what? Some people don't want to pick up the phone. Some people want to start low commitment. It's 11 p.m. at night. They want to be able to send you an email or request an appointment. So if you're not using a scheduling platform, People at least need to know a phone or an email or something so they can find you. They need to know how to get to you. Definitely. Um, I think even if you don't want to do all your consultations and figure that all out online, getting the phone calls, like the discovery calls on the scheduling platform, Mm -hmm. that to me... Like I could have just stopped there and it's life changing. Yeah. I <laughs> I hate I hate a cold call or like a cold email with no no background information yeah. or nothing. Yeah. But if it's an appointment that lands on my calendar, like great. And I ask them a couple questions, I get a little background, I get an address, and okay, I'm already a little bit invested. So there's not, and then, you know me, like I hate a scheduling back and forth. So. Oh yeah. um, The four emails, five emails or more. It's brutal. So that, and then it's just done. Yeah. 
And then it's also people can book that in the middle of the night when they're scrolling and then it's done. They don't have to remember yeah, you, to call you during business hours the next day. You want to catch them when they're the most interested, which is like if they're in be- before bed on Pinterest and then they're like, oh my God, they're in, they're in my neighborhood. Like I want to talk to them. Great. It's always um, at night. I think those always book at night. Oh yeah. I get most of them. Like when my D&D is on my phone and then I look at it in the morning, I'm like, oh shoot, there it is. Like Mm -hmm. people were thinking about it. So, you know, that's part of it. I think the next phase is, okay, when you are in front of all these people or whoever they are, you need to have your elevator pitch ready. Like, who are you? What do you do and why? Like, What are all of your services? And like kind of what we were talking about before, like having a really strong understanding of your services so you can cater to them to the conversation you're having. So have yes. like little mini pitches on each one probably. Yeah. If you're uh, for f- like, if you are a whole home residential remodeling expert done, like that's your that's thing. That's what if I'm looking for. Or like, if I'm a kitchen and bath designer is my specialty. Great. Have that ready to go. Like we do residential and commercial bath, di- whatever, like have it ready. Or like we were saying, if you are trying to fill a hole in your schedule, I mean, write down what is it that I'm looking for right now. And every time you talk to somebody, that's what you're going to tell them. So you're just ready. So it's not like necessarily like your whole song and dance, but it's like, actually, like I'm really looking for a a new client starting in March. Yes, this is the kind of right, stuff that right we now do. we're looking to do you know one to three decorating, room decorating, or decorating projects. projects, which that means like furniture only, like not really construction, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I think it's okay to have that ready, but you need to be ready to say, I'm a residential or commercial, whatever your thing is. Like I'm doing this. We're focusing on a lot of projects in these areas, and right now we're looking for ABC. Like, and what's 60 the seconds best way? And what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. And I don't always, I'm one of those people who I don't always have my card on me. I so I will, I will tell people like, quick, get out your Instagram or quick, like send me a text message and I'll send, and I will like reply with the link to my contact page yeah. on my website. So that way I'm like, well, you shoot me a text right now. I'm, this is my number. And then I reply back with a, it's, you know, it was great talking with you. Here's here's how you can get in touch with me. And then people have it. Like especially if you're at like a cocktail party. But I just got a client that I know that I've known from events over the years. And we reconnected at a cocktail party and we did the exact thing. She's like, How's the best way to talk to you? I'm like, oh, let's send me a text. And then tomorrow I'll send you um, here's my info. Yeah. What the next steps are. So, and now I'm doing her kitchen and bathroom. Okay. So, what are some other things? A little bit of a heavier lift on my part because I just like have a block against it, <laughs> even though I have it, is newsletters or like email contacts. And I have, <sighs> oh, I've collected them all. I have them. I just, yes, putting together newsletters kind of, yeah, it's a thing. You got to have float. We, I think we're both using Flowdesk now, but in the past, you had also used MailChimp. I had used Active Campaign. These are all just newsletter platforms. You don't need to spend a lot of money on them. And some have like some free ish or like low 
financial commitment levels. But even if you just have like your own internal list of emails, that's an email list. Like you can email people and group them together on a BCC and send a message to everybody if you need to do that. Don't do that. You, I would like it if you didn't, but truly, like you could. Okay, I'm but saying, please, BCC, do not forget to put the list in BCC. Yeah. I've gotten some of those like vendor emails or whatever where they CC everyone and then every designer in town is replying all. Oh, God. I know. It's like your grandma's on the internet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then some, some, please, for the love of God, everybody stop replying (laughs) all. And then someone's like, yeah, please stop. Like, and you're like, you did it too. Like, just, and then everyone else is like, God. Okay. Uh, So, anyway. Newsletter. Okay, so newsletter is one of my big goals this year, and I, <laughs> I'm already failing, but it is the most. Every time I get into conference, go into a conference or talk to a marketing person, which I used to be, yeah, it's the number one thing. And for one thing, you own your list. Sure, even if it's 25 people, those are 25 people that if you had in mm-hmm. a room to talk to. That's a lot of people that would be in your living room and you don't own your list on Instagram. So this is always the thing of being wary of social media platforms. You wouldn't have have access to any of those people anymore. And what do you do? If your account gets hacked or whatever. So newsletters are also, if you do them well, the best like just direct line to people who want to hear from you. Like they most likely signed up. Right. So, and you don't need to have like a whole blog post written and something like that in order to send something. It can literally just be, here's what we've been up to lately. Here's what Get we're in looking touch for. If you're interested like, in blah, blah, blah. Hey, like, we have an opening for a furnishing project. I mean, I'm saying this to myself right now. <laughs> like literally, I need to, dear like, Rebecca, put this on your list of to write do's. a like, freaking newsletter stat. Like, what are you doing? You are failing. But and the, ease, um, the part of it is like, you get past the hurdle, you build a template once. And that's like what I've been working on is building the template, like the format that I want that newsletter to be in on a regular basis. So once I've built the format, I can drag and drop the next ones I want to send over and over and over again. And it's pretty quick, like, once you do it. And that's why I also switched to Flowdesk, because Flowdesk has templates already you can start from and makes it easy to sort of drag and drop stuff. Do I have an affiliate link for Flowdesk? But it is really amazing. F-L-O-Desk. It, it's really easy to send out a pretty newsletter without being a programmer at all. Yes. And you can even yeah. do like pretty easy like um, fl- workflows where like if you want to give away a freebie on your website, like a download or whatever, but make people sign up for it. Honestly, it's really simple and cute. Right. I love a cute UI. So yeah. And I think that's where you can, maybe it's like, here's three things we loved this month. Here's a, I loved reading this article about style trends or here's a great reel or just put whatever put something that you think your people will like can i propose something to you Uh (laughs) uh-oh 
Real, live in real time? Yeah, you can say no. Will you okay. be my newsletter accountability partner? Like, can we set up a... Yes, like gym buddies. Yeah. We'll set up yes. like a little co-working session where we don't... We're not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to kiki or anything. We just like knock it out. Set like, a goal of like, here's what I'm going to write about today. Set a yes. timer for 45 minutes and then... Be done. Be done with the newsletter. And I don't think it needs to, like, right? I feel like the first couple is the one where you spend the most time. But after a while, like, it shouldn't take that long. Like, it really doesn't. No, and it's like, I've heard, like, best practices are you just, anytime you have an idea for a new newsletter, just open up a new one and start putting notes in it. And then when you're ready to sit down and write it, it, you have the notes. That's how we do our podcast episodes. Right. Um, I've also been doing like more work similar to this idea is like doing more in Pinterest. Like I've been meaning to share more of my Pinterest stuff because I've got some good inspo stuff going on there. If I do say so myself, and that's an easy share in a newsletter too, where I don't, I don't, I don't have to do anything. Literally Pinterest already has that stuff that people can go peruse and see the pretty things I'm pinning and what I'm inspired by. The content's already been created. It's already done. Yeah, for happy hour, we started a new strategy where all of the work goes into the blog. So three time, no, yeah, every week Ainsley writes a pretty succinct blog post. So it's mm-hmm. changing up our website, which is good for SEO. And then every once a month, she writes and sends out a newsletter that's basically just like a recap of all the blog posts with mm-hmm. one new thing in it and boom. Yeah, because some people will not ever see the blog post if they didn't know that it went, it didn't go into their inbox of like, go look at this. They might've exactly. missed the Instagram so, notice or Facebook notice or But it's LinkedIn. living in perpetuity where if it's just like really fantastic information in your newsletter and that doesn't live anywhere else, people can't see it again. So it's mm-hmm. a nice, I think that's a nice strategy that I should I agree. take my own advice on. Well, okay, I so think there's room there to tell people what you want. And and also, it, maybe you're doing a direct, specific newsletter that you, you target the email list to only go to past clients. And that's what's really great about like a system like Flowdesk is you can set different segments Groups. up. Mm-hmm. So like when you sign up for my newsletter, I have a little spot where people fill out, are you local to Sacramento? Are you not local to Sacramento? And then I segment out local people. So if I ever have a warehouse sale or some sort of in-person event or something local, then I don't send it to the whole list. Right. Yeah, because people aren't going to fly in from Phoenix for your warehouse sale. No, and they may unsubscribe if they're like, I don't want to see this shit. Yes. (laughs) So I mean, I think this is the time... This is the time to get in front of the right people. And I think it's an and strategy. It's We're saying this is like, these are all ideas. I think they are all layered on each other. It's not one or the other. It's not just this. It's, it is all of the above. It's a select all. Y'all. And you're probably sitting here thinking like, I can barely get through my day. I can't do more stuff, but I also do need more clients. So just pick a couple. I'm Once like always... Pick one for that week. Yeah, or like Sean and I are going to, after we hang up, set up a time that we're going to do our little newsletter accountabilities. Maybe it's once every other week or something. I only want to do two a month right now. So 
find a partner. Maybe they're not even designers, but you have another business owner that you're friends with that you both need to do this. So I've done that in the past too. I think it's just like rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Like you said, yes. It's like you have to do one. You're doing it. Pick the least scary one first and then work from there. Like, and then it's just the only make way you're going to make muscle memory, make it easier. And we're <sighs> no longer dependent on an algorithm God to tell us whether or not people see our work and hear about us and learn about what we do and how we do it and when we do it. Like, and the trending video, like, <sighs> I mean, trending audio, like, I don't know. Sometimes I definitely go through stages where I just like can't with Instagram. Maybe you're getting comparison syndrome and you feel bad when you're on it. Or maybe it's just like boring to you and feels like too much sales stuff. I don't know. Whatever it is, like, it's okay. Yeah. Or do everything we're saying in addition to whatever your Instagram strategy currently is. It's an and. It's an and. Mm-hmm. It's yes and. The improv philosophy. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. So get out there and do it. And until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow, so share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 